0: Hey, good morning. This is Ray Dove, Remax Real Estate here in Bellevue, Washington. This is Real Estate Keeping It Simple. As promised, I've got a guest speaker here at the office today, and uh, let him introduce himself. John Torkelson with
1: Protection Home Inspection, serving uh, North King County, South
0: Snohomish County. So one of the things, the reason why I asked John to come in is kind of give everyone kind of a quick overview of why you should do a building inspection, why it's not a good idea to not have a building inspection, why maybe as a home seller uh, you should seriously consider doing a pre-inspect. So, John, what uh, what are some of the things that you have seen that maybe you wish sellers or buyers uh, would want to know or understand the value of what you offer? Right. So... Uh Lately, you know, the real estate
1: industry seems to be going pretty good. I've been doing a lot of inspections all through uh, November, December, January. Um, usually you see a little bit of dip of uh, the inspection rate, but we're going strong. And one of the things we've seen recently is the change from buyers getting inspections to the sellers getting a pre-list inspection. Um, that has gone up, probably doubled in the last uh, in the last three weeks or so Um, people are getting ready to list their houses they want to make sure that um, they know everything that's going to get called out on the inspection and uh, proceeding with with that you know so they get a list of the items that need to be addressed they can they can sit down they can talk with their real estate agent and um, come up with a plan yeah we should fix this or no we'll just disclose this and um, and so yeah there there's where we're at right now
0: And so that could be some sellers might be a little bit fearful of doing a pre-inspection because then they've got a laundry list of items to be fixed. They may not want to do all those things. And that's okay if you're a home seller. You don't have to fix everything on the list. But keep in mind, if it's a major structural defect or safety hazard, you'd probably want to make sure those things are taken care of anyway, even if you were not selling the house. So why not take care of those and disclose those to future buyers kind of take the guesswork out of it? What are some of the things that you've noticed that keep cropping up all the time home inspectors knowing that you're inspecting homes that are built in the right. 1940s and homes that are fairly new. What do you keep saying? So I'll answer
1: that question, but i to back up a little bit first. I'm kind of in a unique position to see people's reactions as a home inspector. You know, I, I do a lot of inspections for um, buyers and when surprises come out, of the, uh, out that we were not anticipating like rats in the crawl space or, you know, some minor uh, organic growth present in the attic and when people are excited about buying a home and they're going through the home buying process and then all of a sudden they're um, confronted with an uh, unexpected event like some minor growth that really can freak a buyer out and we've got some really tight time frames that we're working with and to have the buyer go into a, a tailspin over something, but then on the flip side, which I get to see, is when things are disclosed up front, that hey, your inspector's gonna go up into the attic, there's a little bit of growth going on up there, we want you to be aware of it, um, we, can get a t- we can get it tested if you think it's too much, but that context puts the buyer in so much better of a position than being caught off guard. And so some of the things that we're seeing is people can live in a house, this is Ray's question, people can live in a house and have no idea that there's some issues that are pretty uh, serious that should be addressed before they buy a home. When a buyer has their inspector go in and they find rats in the crawl space, insulation that's just torn all over. it's a, it's a bad situation that getting a pre-inspection gives us that time to decide, do we want to take care of this? You know, some of that stuff really can affect the cost of your your home if it's caught by their inspector, because now they're going to want to negotiate, and now they're going to want to uh, additional times for inspection. So if we can take care of that um, before we go on the, 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 the market, the better off we are.
0: yeah And sadly, from where I sit as a real estate agent, I don't know where the, the mindset came from, but a lot of sellers make these assumption that you the building inspector you're gonna go out there and nitpick their house and you're there to tell them all the bad things about their house therefore you're the enemy and then of course the buyer when they get the inspection under this time, tight time frame they naturally assume oh my gosh this is a money pit this house is ready to to fall apart and i think the message that as a real estate agent I can to home sellers is the building inspectors are not coming to your house to inspect it with the intent to find something wrong. They're just visually looking at the home, and as they see things, they're going to make note of it. Uh, So I'm not sure where that came from, but do you... When you, After you do your building inspection, do you just get up and go, or do you actually sit and have a conversation with the buyer and the buyer's agent and go over the, the things that are really imperative to look at, the structural and safety issues versus the things that could be long-term maintenance issues? How do you interact once you are done with the report? So. One of the things that I think makes me excel in this uh, industry is the
1: fact that I've got, you know, 25 plus years of construction experience as a background. And so I'm really able to put things in perspective. Uh, It goes back to that, uh, that not liking surprises, but you can go back and and realize that when you're debriefing with a client, it's really in perspective of how you put something, you know, and it's uh, being able to, to go in, do a thorough inspection and you do find issues and some stuff needs to be addressed right away. Some stuff can be put on the back burner. Like, you know, GFCI outlets. It's required to put GFCI outlets everywhere outside in the, mas- or in the bathrooms and in the kitchen, just to name a couple places. Well, you know, if we don't have GFCI plugs in the garage, that can kind of wait. You know, that's not a... a, a a deal killer um, or something that has to happen right away. But if we had GFCIs that were in the bathroom, we've got a little bit more serious situation in there. We've got the sinks, we've got Um, the shower we don't want stuff falling in there so we have to be able to put things in perspective and so um, I think that's one of the things that I do really well is uh, be able to say yeah this is something we need to worry about this is something that we need more testing on we need to call in a uh, professional or this is something you know after the box has been unpacked we can uh, we can address so
0: what are some of the things that you don't inspect do you inspect septic systems? Yeah. Do you inspect appliances? Right. You know, or uh, are those left to other people?
1: Right. So I, I keep getting people. So there are some inspectors that do do sewer scopes. I don't do a sewer scope. I uh, I, I really enjoy doing home inspections, and I just soon leave the sewer scope to to those professionals. Um, the other things we don't inspect are security systems. There's just way too many security systems out there, and then the liability for that is uh, if you have uh, something happen to somebody's house and it was a security system that you inspected, that could be uh, pretty problematic. There's a long list called the... Uh Washington State Standards of Practice for Home Inspections, it spells out exactly what a home inspection is and what it's not. We've got some really stringent rules in, in Washington State. And it's great because it's black and white, you know. Why didn't you inspect my uh, my alarm system or my sprinkler system in my yard? Because it's spelled out right there in the, in the Standards of Practice for Home Inspections. That stuff's not covered. So everything, as long as you follow the app that is required to be uh, inspected, um,
0: we will definitely, or I will definitely inspect. So. so unlike 10 years ago with anyone or any, any person, uh, a cousin, a uh, dad, an uncle, they, they could go out and say I'm a building inspector and there's no regulations of how that was supposed to work so is right. that different today you have to be licensed right. and bonded with the state of washington
1: yes and you also have to have continuing education credits which uh... which actually are really good we've got a bunch of national organizations out there that produce uh, educational material you know for the guys to, to hone up on every two every two years and so it's uh it's a good opportunity but yeah there are some licenses and that Washington State standards of practice for home inspections I can't uh, encourage you enough just if you're thinking of having a home inspection go back and uh, peruse that it'll give you some ideas of what to ask your uh, your home inspector and the other thing is interviewing your home inspector you know does he have enough time to talk to you on the phone does he have enough time to answer the questions? if he doesn't have enough time to talk to you when you're just inquiring stuff the chances of him having um, the time to sit down with you after the inspection and go through the home report you know page by page and that's what I do with every client I will sit down with them and uh, go through the report at the end of the inspection so when they leave that day Um, from that site they know exactly what's going on they've been able to ask questions we can go to those uh, specific areas like the furnace and we can go through and and answer any questions they have so uh, make sure you interview your inspector and find somebody you like an online reviews are always great Angie's
0: list a couple of the other ones Craig's list so one of the things, uh, the reason why I brought John in to talk a little bit about this, get a little bit more clarification for everyone, but uh, I've been at in many inspections where the other inspectors would come out and they, they don't get up and go on roofs because it's too slippery or maybe the pitch is too deep. So they kind of stand back on the street or the backyard and look up and kind of make an assessment on the roof. And in my opinion, you really can't do that unless you're actually on the roof. Well, well John uh, actually goes a step further. He actually has a drone and he flies that drone up above the roof and so can take really good pictures to really see if there's any issues with flashings or maybe nail poppings, maybe the roof uh, is curling or maybe it's at the end of its life cycle. So you still uh, are still doing drone photography that way. Yes, John? Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, the drones are a great option. You know, I, uh, I spent 20 years in the Carpenters Union and it was all about safety. And you always, when you were going to be above six feet, you always tie it off. And you cannot tie off yeah. <laughs> Doing a roof inspection. It's just not feasible with the time. And so after being really uncomfortable on the roofs, I uh, started researching about drones and, and learned about drones. And now I am a, a commercial drone pilot, and it's a lot of fun going from being a carpenter to actually getting to fly drones for a profession. And I I did some research, there's some really great drones out there that take high-definition photos, and you can survey a roof. There's really there is no roof that we cannot survey. And uh, after learning all about that and taking some classes on on drone photography and then i realized you know that i can also do drone uh, real estate photography, so I take photos for uh, real estate agents that are lift- listing their property, and, and that's always unique, too, because everyone's, you know, got a, its own little story that you're trying to tell, and getting the drone up there right in the right way is usually because uh, they can't get somebody on a tripod to do it, so sometimes you're in some pretty unique situations that are always a lot of fun, and then you get to go in and edit the photos, so um, I'm definitely having a lot of fun with the, with the drone photography, and also, you know, Getting to say that I, I get to fly drones, you know, for work is is a lot of fun.
0: Cool. All right. That's so, cool. Yeah. So my advice as a home seller is to get ready to put your home on the market. Go have your furnace service. You should be having it serviced probably a, a minimum once a year anyway. Make sure your filters are clean. Have them check it. make sure it works. If possible, have your AC unit, if you have one, uh, inspected. If you're on a septic system, have that pumped and inspected. And if you're in King County, that's mandated to be recorded with the county. If your home was built probably before 1980, I would get the sewer scope, get a company to do that. Then you kind of got those pieces out of the way. And then when John comes to the house, you know, he's going to start from the street, work his way, do exterior visual. Front, and back, the siding, the roofs. Look at the chimney. And then he's going through your house, check the windows. He's going to check all the outlets. Yeah, he's going to run the, the dishwasher, the garbage disposal, the stove, just to make sure those are functioning properly. But it'll help the whole process, because what he's really there for is for the major structural stuff. He'll get in your crawl space. He'll get in your attic. Uh, he is just looking to make sure that everything that's supposed to be there is supposed to be there. Would that be good advice, John?
1: Exactly. It's very good, Ray. You tell you've been in the industry for a while. you got the home inspections down. Yeah, everything Ray said is uh, is, is accurate. I, can't and, and new homes, too. People don't inspect new homes because they think they're getting a, a new home and they don't need to have it inspected. But, you know, when I started construction, we built the foundation, and then we built the walls, then we built the roof structure, hung the doors, put the cabinets in. And so there was this pride of, of craftsmanship when you're building a home from the, from the ground up. And then also there's other crews that are around you, too. So you've got four or five homes being built by the same crew. And so you really had a pride of craftsmanship. And nowadays, the way their homes are built, is they come in with the lowest uh, bidder will build the foundation. The lowest bidder will frame the walls. The lowest bidder will put the roof structure on. And those guys are going fast. They're not getting paid by the hour. They're getting paid by the job. And so whatever they can do to get, get it done as fast as they can, and then really, uh, in reality, there's no telling whether or not this contractor is even going to be in business after a year is up. So it is really crucial to get the, even the new homes inspected. So yeah,
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, new construction, just because it's new, and you might think that a city or county inspector go out and inspect, but they don't expect inspect every little thing in a house. And I've been in situations where insulation was left out. microwave was blowing air as opposed to sucking air through the vent fan. There's been all kinds of construction debris left in the crawl space. Vapor barriers haven't been installed. And those are the type of things you don't get to see in your walkthrough with your builder because your builder's just walking you through the interior of the home. They don't really go out and explain. Or show you what's going on in the exterior. And maybe the roof was installed, it looks pretty, but maybe they didn't put in the flashing in the right places on some of the tail ends or right, right. around the fireplace. So those are the things uh, that kind of could get overlooked when you're buying a new home. And then when you go to sell the home three, four, or five years from now, now those are issues you have to deal with and they've got magnified because of the weather. You know, you start getting dry rot, you got entry points for mice and rats to get into the home or bees. So, uh, so many things to consider. What I'd strongly recommend is get a hold of John. Have him come out and do a pre-inspection if you're thinking about selling your home. If you're a buyer, definitely uh, get a hold of him as well to have him look at the home for you uh, during your inspection contingency, uh, which you should have, uh, although we're headed into a prior... Very robust sellers market this spring because we have lack of inventory. You may need to do some inspections or prior to making an offer, and John's certainly capable of doing that too. How would they how would they reach out and contact you, John? So I
1: have online booking available at protectionhomeinspection.org or I can be reached via cell phone four two five. Two seven five seven one three two. 275 that's protectionhomeinspection.org or uh, 425-275-7132 and I'll leave you guys with this I had I had a funny situation happen uh, a couple days ago I was uh, inspecting a home client called me said hey can you inspect a home for us we've gone under contract and so I'm in the house inspecting the house and the client says I would never use the home inspector that my real estate agent uh referred to me and I was like oh yeah why is that there's a conflict of interest that if my real estate agents referring somebody a home inspector that they may be in cahoots I said if you can't trust your real estate agent to make recommendations for you you've got the wrong real estate agent so it really is a team effort and when real estate agents have people that they that they work with that they communicate with and they have because it all comes down to referrals right and so that real estate agent is going to want you to have the most positive experience that you can have and he knows that he's already vetted a home inspector or uh, a mold inspector and he's making a recommendation to you if you can't trust your real estate agent you've got the wrong real estate agent so that's 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 my two cents there i look forward to working with you guys uh protection home and uh There
0: you go. All right. Well, thanks thanks for coming in, John. I really appreciate appreciate your time. And you certainly have my vote of confidence uh, uh, with my potential sellers and buyers. And thanks again for uh, listening to Real Estate, Keeping It Simple. Have a great week. This is Ray Dove with REMAX Eastside Brokers. I can be uh, reached at 425-681-8630. Feel free to call or text me, or you can email me at raydoveremax at gmail.com. Have a great week.